Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Repeat these words after me. Let's get into the word. The word of God is the bread of life. May my heart conceive it and my life achieve it. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. So last week we talked about the vision of the church, and I really want to keep on talking about vision. So today is um, more specifically about the area of, of leadership. Um, Nashville Life's vision is following Jesus, building leaders. That's been our banner for, for years now, pretty much since we started, following Jesus, building leaders. And the next steps, the class that we offer here at Nashville Life, the first Three weeks of every month, we invite all of you, even if you've been here for a long time, to come upstairs to our Next Steps class. It doesn't meet for long, but we just go a little bit more in depth about what we're about and how you can be involved. Um, we define leadership in a very concise, probably the simplest definition of leadership you'll hear, and that is leadership is influence. Leadership is is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And the reason why I've always believed that all of us are leaders, not because all of us have a gift of public speaking, not because all of us have a great level of charisma, but all of us in this room carry influence. The definition of influence, according to Webster, is the power or capacity of causing an effect in, in indirect or intangible ways to have an effect on the condition or development of. I believe that all of us have that capacity. I believe all of us have that power. The most introverted, quiet person in this room still carries influence. You're never too young to have influence. You're never too old to have influence. Um, of course, influence goes both ways. You can have a positive influence on someone or a negative influence on someone. And as a Christian church who's dedicated to following Jesus, our goal is that we not only have a positive influence, but we have an eternal influence on people. We want the influence of our lives to bring eternal change to those who are influenced by us. Uh, more specifically, a Christ influence. As when we, when we say building leaders, we're we're taking people who already have influence, but building them and helping build them in a way where they have a Christ influence on their lives. Uh, this passage is, is uh, really supporting of our vision. In fact, it's really following Jesus, building leaders was our way of, of packaging this passage in Matthew 28, which is the Great Commission. The Great Commission is what we stand on here at Nashville Life. If you've been here longer than a couple years, you have heard this a lot of times. We always refer to it. But Matthew 28, Jesus says, uh, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. 
and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When Jesus said to make disciples, he was speaking to people that for years now he had been teaching how to live, how to think, how to process, how to speak, how to minister. And when he told these disciples to go and make more disciples, he was basically telling them, teach others what I've taught you. Go and make more people like me. I have made you guys like me. Now go and make other people like me. But there's only one issue about that. You, you, for you to make someone like Jesus, you yourself have to be like Jesus, which is why the vision of our church is in this order, following Jesus, building leaders. There's a reason why it's not build leaders and then follow Jesus. No. Follow Jesus because it's as you are influenced by Jesus that you can share his influence with other people. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, uh, Paul says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. There's another translation where he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Paul is basically saying, let me influence you as Christ influences me. As I make Christ my influence, it is safe now to make me, Paul, your influence. Which brings me to my next question. Uh, what or who is influencing you? That's a question that only you can really answer. Who or what is, is influencing you? We spoke uh, on freedom last month. Our series was on freedom. And the way I taught it was really lessening the influence of your past and replacing that influence with your future. Basically, be more driven by what's ahead than what's happened in your past. So much of uh, bondage is the inability to break free from the hold and the weight and the influence of what happened back then. And so much about our faith is switching that influence from being that stuff to the stuff that's ahead. And when you start living for what's ahead, that's when you find yourself living by faith. That's when you find yourself being driven by eternity and, and not, not the, the woes of your past or even the victories of your past. Um, Paul said it really well in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 16. And this is a nice chunk of information. In fact, of all the things I'm going to share, this is the passage that I would wish that from now till next Sunday you take some personal time and sit with and think about, read. Um, verse 12 says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Paul says, I press on toward the goal for the prize 
of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Then he says, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in, if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Verse 16, only let us hold true to what we have attained. Paul is making it clear that as influential as he had become in the church and as much influence as he had earned, he is still not finished becoming like Jesus. He says, I'm still, I still haven't made it. I'm still not exactly like him. However, his approach to life was still worth imitating. Paul hadn't reached his destination, but he had proved to at least, at least be headed in the right direction of Christ and therefore worthy of influence in the church. Paul is saying in that passage, I won't take credit for being perfect. I will not take credit for that. But what I will take credit for is that I am forgetting what lies behind me and I am straining towards what's ahead. Now, when he says forgetting things that lie behind you, forgetting things of your past, um, I don't believe that Paul is promoting amnesia. I don't believe he's saying that we literally have no recollection of what happened a few years ago, because that would be something else. Um, though sometimes I wish I didn't remember some of the things that I did. Um, amnesia is not a part of the package deal with salvation. So he's not saying that you're literally like, oh, I don't remember where I went to high school. I don't remember. Like, you, don't, you don't forget in that way. When he says he's forgetting the stuff that lies behind, he goes, I'm, never, I'm no longer letting my past be my influence anymore. I'm no longer depending on my past to inform me who I am. I'm no longer depending on my past to, to tell me how far I can go with the Lord. I'm, never, I'm no longer depending on, on my family to, to dictate how far I can go in my life because they only did X, Y, and Z. I'm no longer depending on my, my victories and my accolades and my success to, to make me proudful or boastful. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still pressing. I still have a long way to go. That's what Paul is saying. Paul is promoting being influenced by what's ahead more than what's in your past. He goes on to say in verse 17, brothers, join in imitating me. And then he says, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. So this part's really cool. This part, Paul is showing that he doesn't think he's the only one worth imitating. Paul is saying, I'm not the only person who has reached this level of maturity. I'm not the only person who has adopted this way of thinking, who's broken free from our past. There are other people that you can follow as an example. And this is really important for our church because I still think that many of us are underutilizing the body of Christ that God has provided for us through this community and honestly any other community that you feel led to as far as a church goes. Um, a lot of us have subscribed to this very isolated 
me and God only type of life. It's just me and Jesus. And you know, though I love that Jesus is in that mix, um, it's not necessary to think that way. In fact, it's not even biblical to think that way. We keep our eyes on Jesus, but Paul is telling us also to put our eyes on examples of others who are following Jesus and living like him. I personally believe that following Jesus includes following people who follow Jesus. I follow people who follow Jesus. And I believe in it so much that I actually think many of us have missed out on following Jesus because we have rejected people who follow him. I believe some of us are not even knowing God as well as we could because we're not recognizing those in our, our area, in our, 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 our realm of, of contact and community who, who know God even better than we do, which, by the way, it's possible for other people to know God more and better than you do. And it's not a knock on you. It's just the, it's just the way the body of Christ works. There's different levels of maturity in church, and that's okay. You know, young people, new believers, don't fight that. We're not saying that you're not as good as somebody else, but we are saying that there's a lot of value and a lot of wisdom that people in the body um, have, and they are worth and worthy of influence in your life. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 says, So you will not be spiritually sluggish, but will instead... I'm reading from the Amplified Version but will instead be imitators. Can you say the word imitator? Imitator of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in him and his power and by patient, everyone say patient, by patient endurance, even when suffering are now inheriting the promise of God. Now, this scripture is one of the reasons why I have so much joy in, in honoring and, and even advertising people like Trey and Shannon or Rabin and Jenny because neither, none of these people are perfect people. At the same time, they have proven that they are inheriting God's promises in their lives And it's not just about being blessed, but this scripture says to follow the, there's another translation that says in Hebrews 6.12, it says follow those who by faith and patience have endured the promise. That's what uh, I think King James says. Follow those who by faith and patience have endured the promise. I said this in first service. I want to say it again. All of us are blessed. All of us have been blessed by God. Every single person in this room, even if you don't even believe that God is real, you have been blessed by God. But there is a level of blessing that comes to those regardless of actions. God just blesses us because he likes us. He loves us. He's a kind God, and he gives us a lot of what we don't deserve. That is not the level of blessing that earns you influence, in the body of Christ. There is a certain list of blessings that's reserved only for people who through faith and patience have obtained those blessings. There is a blessing that you can receive from God that has 
nothing to do with your character. You can be the worst and you'll still be blessed because God is just kind. But there is another category of blessings that's only for people who have achieved it and obtained it through faith and patience. And the Bible is telling you that in your community, when you find people who have obtained the promises of God through faith and patience, the Bible is telling us to imitate the lives of those people. Imitate those who through faith and patience have obtained God's promises. I'll tell you again, following Jesus will include following people who follow Jesus. And if you're wise, you will take heed to what I'm saying. These are people who have been tested and who've passed. And I said in first service, just because you, you know, passing a test doesn't mean that you got a 100 on it. But it does mean that you passed, right? And I want to make sure that we honor people who've passed some tests, especially if you failed them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might have not have got 100, but they got more right than you got, right? So, so hey, talk to me. You know, you, you passed this test. I, I've been at this test for 30 years. I've been at this. I've been around this mountain for six years. How You, you got over this mountain. Can we, can we get lunch? Can you tell me how you, like, okay, oh, man, I missed, oh, my gosh, you're right, I missed that. It says that right there. I, I don't know how I missed that scripture. Okay, so you actually did that? Yeah, I did that. Oh, I didn't know that God really meant we had to do that. Okay, cool. Let's, and, that's, and that's the beauty of the body of Christ. That's the beauty. We get to sit down with people who have passed the test that we are still trying to pass. And maybe they didn't get a 99, but they passed. And when you pass a test, it, 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 it grants you a level of influence. And, and I, that's why I like, and I'll continue to do it, of making sure I highlight individuals. That way y'all can know because sometimes, well, I'll just say not everybody here I'm believing not everybody here knows Jesus. I know there's probably at least one person in here, if not more, who currently you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I just want to communicate to you, whoever you are, that it's okay. And the reason why I have no anxiety about you not knowing Jesus is that you are in a room with people who do and the Bible says that something happens through people who have a relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to read it in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 14. And I don't think it's going to be on the screen. Um, actually, it is. Thanks, media team. Because this wasn't in my notes uh, before I gave it to them. So thank you, production team. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. And through us, talking about the church, talking about the disciples of Christ, spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Verse 15 says, For we are the aroma of Christ 
to God amongst those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So the reason why I'm not anxious that there's some people here that don't know Jesus is because according to the word of God, there is an aroma of him in this room. There is a fragrance of him in this room that even though you haven't met Jesus heart to heart, you are getting a, a, a sense of who he is. You're starting to understand, I, I smell kindness. I smell peace. I smell gentleness. I smell patience. I smell faithfulness. So even though I haven't met Jesus, because I know Priscilla, I have a little bit of a, Jesus probably is, Jesus loves me because, because, I, because I know my Ari, I, oh, he's patient. And that's, the, that's why you got to be here. That's why you got to be here, guys. There's certain things you're just not going to get, and I love y'all online. But there are certain things that you got to get. You got to get the aroma. You got to be in the presence of people who have been in the presence of God. I love the body of Christ. I love our team. Those who serve on team. I want to honor you really quickly because just so you know, we love everybody. And I give this, this uh, speech at every next steps. I say, when y'all are attending church, um, when you're just kind of coming and enjoying, and I'm so glad that y'all are here. It blesses my heart in a real way. But I can speak for the staff when I say that there's really no expectation that we have to people who, who, who attend Nashville Life. You can have liquor on your breath. You can be high. And we are like, we are so glad you're here. And we mean it. We mean it. But I said, once you get the Nashville Life t-shirt and the bumper sticker and saying, I'm a part of Nashville Life, we st that's when expectations start to come. So when you say that you are accountable to this church, that's where we, okay, we expect for you to believe in the Bible. We expect for you to identify as a Christian. We expect for you to live a godly life. We expect for you to tithe and give. And then when you become a servant leader on team where you start to actually have a role, whether playing the drums or working with the kids or counting the money or greeting people when they walk in the door or working in the parking lot, the expectation goes up even more. So I want to tell you that every single person is on team. I can tell you right now, including me, not one of them are perfect, but all of them have agreed to a standard of life, and they have agreed to hold themselves accountable to leadership that it has granted them influence in our church. We, we, we feel good about every single person on team having influence in church having influence. So if you see some of the team t-shirt, they have already agreed to a standard and expectation and a level of accountability to this church. And we do that because when you come in, we want you to know who we have given that influence to. So if someone's working here, someone is doing anything from my sister holding, doing the camera to Ebo over there with the camera, all of us we're all, we're all saying that 
we are saying yes to this level of influence. And, and that's, that's, what it's, that's what our vision is, building leaders, helping mold and shape people in a way where they can carry the influence of Christ and at least be pursuing that standard. Because if you're pursuing that standard, I'm telling you, if you are headed in that direction, you are worthy of influence. You are worthy of his influence for Christ because the world needs it, not just in these walls, but outside of these walls. Um, so I want to invite everybody to that standard. I want to invite everyone. Uh, next steps, like I said, we offer it the first three weeks of every month. And I, I share the expectations of, of what it is to have influence in the church and, and, and what it is that we need from people before we give them that influence. Uh, I would love for you to come. I think it's a place for you to find your place in God's family, in God's army, God's team. There's a lot of people who need help in our city. There's a lot of people watching online who need help. And I believe that God is calling us to be that help, to be that light, to be that salt for people who need a fragrance of him. There's a lot of smells out there, guys. And we need to make sure that the fragrance of Christ is, 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 is growing in our city because that's how people are going to get a sense of who he is through us. And I know that's sobering, and if you feel pressured by it, you'll live. It's okay. Some pressure is good. Some of it is good. Too much is bad, but some of it is good, so it's, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Um, last scripture, John 15, 14 through 15. You are my friends if you do what I command you, Jesus says. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. This is one of the greatest promotions that a person could experience, where Jesus promotes you to the level of friendship. First of all, he gives you the condition of friendship, which is really interesting. I think it only will work for Jesus to say, you're only my friend if you do what I tell you to do. <laughs> I think any of us would be like, oh, man, but Jesus is the one person that can say that. You're my friend if you do what I command you to do. So he's telling you from the jump. Like, he's laying out the conditions. He wants to leave no room for confusion. He's telling y'all, you cannot like it, but he's telling you from the gate, before you cross this line, you are my friend if you do what I tell you to do. If you don't do what I tell you to do, we're not friends. That's Jesus. And then he says, this is the benefit of friendship. I'll let you guys in on what God is doing. I will share with you his plans. I will share the playbook with you. No longer will you just be fans in the stands cheering. You're actually going to be in the locker room hearing the details of what's happening. And then when I go on the field, you guys are going to be out there with me. And we're all, and I want to pass the ball to you, and then I'm going to tell you, to, like, we are going to be in this together. 
And that is what Jesus is inviting us to. He's not wanting fans in the stands, guys. He's looking for teammates. He's looking for friends. He's looking for people who are willing to do the work. Do you know that Jesus says his friends and family are only those who do the will of the Father? He's looking for doers, y'all. He's looking for people who not just talk but do. That's his friend circle. And he's inviting us all to that space. So I pray that you all accept. If you haven't accepted yet, today is your day. Let's be a friend of Jesus. Let's, find our, let's get our marching orders. Let's find out what our position is on the team. Let's find out if we're on this side or this side or if he wants us low or up or if he wants us catching or throwing. Let's find out what our position is on the team, and the Lord will show it to you. And next steps will help. It'll help. I'm not saying it's going to be a lightning from the sky, but I believe it'll help give you an idea of what your position is on his team. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the word. I thank you for the vision of this church. I thank you for the power of the local church. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for every level of maturity that is in this church. Lord, those who are babes, those who are in their adolescence, Lord, those who are, who are young adults in the faith, and then those who through faith and patience and suffering have experienced some great promises. God, I pray blessings and honor for those who are in our community who like Trey and like Rabin. Lord, other people who through faith and patience have obtained the promises of God. I pray a blessing over them. You know who they are, God. I pray, Lord, that they would um, endure and continue. Lord, for those of them who might have been wondering, what's my place here? Why, have you, why has God called me here? God, I pray, Lord, they would understand that there is a great purpose. There's a multiple generations here that need uh, that need them, God, that need their example, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, for there to be honor on all sides in our church. Lord, I pray, Lord, that the ones who are more mature would honor those who, who aren't, Lord, and, and celebrate them for where they're at. God, and I pray, Lord, that those who aren't as mature would honor those who are, God, and understand that they have what they need, God. And I just pray, Lord, for it to just be a great family of unity and respect, Lord, and appreciation, God. And I just thank you, Lord, that through our unity, Lord, people are going to smell the aroma of Christ. They're going to get a fragrance of who you are, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you do whatever you have to do in our community so that our fragrance can be that of you. God, for someone to walk in who doesn't even believe in God, but because of the fragrance of your people, they would get a sense of who you are. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that that sense would draw them. That scent would draw them closer and closer to you. Lord, I thank you that even now there are people that because of this room and because of the people in it, Lord, are drawn to you, Jesus. Continue to draw them, Lord. Some are ready to make the decision right now. Some feel like they need some more time, God. But I pray, Lord, that you would move in their hearts where they would decide today to accept you as Lord and become a friend, become a teammate in your kingdom. I know you're working, God. I know you're doing it, so I thank you, and I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand.
I'm going to lead us in a prayer, a quick prayer. It's a chance for you to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And if you believe this and if you say it out loud, something supernatural is going to happen in your life. And you might not feel it. You might not even see it. But just you wait. You will find the fruit of God and the fruit of Jesus coming from your life in amazing ways. Amazing ways. So, so let's say this prayer together. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead on the third day. Forgive me of my sins and make me a new person in Christ. Say, Lord Jesus, I choose you to be the Lord of my life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit so I can live for you every day. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Let's all say amen. Let's give God some thanks. Let's make a sound that lets him know that we're alive and that we believe in him and that we love him. God, we love you. We love you. If you said yes to Jesus, congratulations. You are one step closer to true friendship with him. He's got some things he wants to show you. He's got some things he wants to reveal to you. We have a prayer team that's going to be right up here in the front row. You can feel free to get in position now. Um, and they're here to serve you. They're not here to judge you. If you need prayer for anything before you leave, please see one of these uh, awesome leaders who have agreed to pray. Um, and uh, we would love to minister to you. You can also text BELONG to 77411. Anyone who contacts us through text uh, will just... Uh, respond, and we'll have uh, content and things to support you in your journey with Jesus. We've got some scriptures we can share with you. Um, it's just a great way to get connected. Um, also, my favorite way to get connected is the Next Steps class. We start it in a few minutes right after I pray. I'm going up to the third floor. I'm leading the one today, so come. I can meet you, tell you more about the vision of our church. You can ask questions. Uh, I would love to see you. And then lastly, if you want to give online or if you want to give uh, our finance team is here to collect any offering or tithes that you uh, share to give to, uh, ch choose to share and that's it I'm gonna pray and let's go father in the name of Jesus I thank you for the time that we've had together Lord I thank you Lord for the Holy Spirit and the word that's continuing to uh, grow in our hearts, God. I pray, Lord, for the aroma of Christ to, to continue to uh, come from us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for the influence of Christ to continue to grow in our hearts and our minds, God. Um, so I pray a blessing over everybody, every family that is represented. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a good rest of y'all's day.